to episode 63 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break podcast. My name is Allison Jackson, joined each week by Mike Maloney and Kayla Rodriguez-Santiago. What's going on? What's going on, everyone? What's new? It's been a great week, uh, weather-wise, in New England. Uh, lots of schools got canceled yesterday because of the impending snowstorm, and up my way, we had rain. So uh, it was a been a great mild winter right i'll take a winter like this all the time so knock on wood yeah because well well it's crazy winter though we um you know we want to uh be sure to remember that you know there's still plenty of time left in the winter so we always get in that last minute snowstorm so just when you think winter's over you're right back into it again and we'll be back in the freezing weather but it'll be springtime here is my favorite so we'll be good yeah and everything starts to thaw Hope starts to come back. Wow. Hope starts to come back. That's great. (laughs) Summertime's around the corner. Uh, We want to be sure to thank our uh, presenting partner, uh, Skill Trades Partners. The folks over there have been wonderful. Uh, They have been very gracious with their help and support. We probably couldn't do any of this without them. And our lightning round sponsor, RCL Mechanical. They are your go-to source on the South Shore for all your HVAC and mechanical needs. Um, again, love to uh, love to thank them again. Can't thank them enough. But uh, this week we want to talk about, and we talk about a lot in the office, is uh, what are we watching? Kind of a new segment here. So uh, we'll let Allison and Kayla go first. But what are you guys watching? What are you guys into right now on, on television? So right now, uh, it's actually an older show. It came out in 2018. And it's if you're into supernatural dramas, we came across Manifest on Netflix. Really, really good these travel you know these these um just people vacationing they get on a plane huge thunderstorm in the sky they come back right and for them it's a night but for everybody else they've disappeared or allegedly you know thought to be dead for five and a half years so crazy so all of this supernatural stuff is happening they're all connected somehow they call it the calling very very cool i'm into all of that supernatural stuff and like sci-fi and fantasy so if you guys are in, you know I, I know mike you said that you watched what like an episode of it Oh, same right yeah i did too Great. i just got distracted with other stuff but oh my god but i'll definitely do. get it gets really it. good 100%. it just keeps going more in depth and <laughs> I'm so, way into all the supernatural stuff too. Yep. And then you also murder. have like government, you know, all involvement that. in there. Like, what are they doing? Experiments. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, really, really good. Ooh. What about you? And what the the plane lands right? They get off the plane. Everyone's like, you know, where yeah. have you been for five years? There, right? You know, there was like, yeah. for example, and the lives are crazy, right? Because one, um, there's two cops. They were married, or sorry, they were engaged. Right, she was coming back to give him an answer. She was literally like, "Yes, I will marry you," but the text doesn't go through. She comes back, and he had no. married her best friend. Right. So he waited <gasps> three years, or whatever, two years, and then he married her. And he was like, "Well, this is it. Like, the girl that I love is not coming back. So this is the next best thing." Crazy, right? And then there's another another family where they're married. You know, they're um. They're married. They have twins, right? The dad and the son were on that plane. They come back, and the twin, his his twin sister, is now 16. He stayed at 11 years old. So they're still twins, but they have, like, now an age gap, right? It's really weird. And then the wife, you know, thought her husband wasn't coming back, started a relationship with somebody else. 
he was kind of the dad figure for the daughter. It's just crazy. Just crazy, crazy. Yeah. Oh it's a God. lot of... It's like navigating all these like crazy dynamic shifts in a night for some of these people. Uh, how how many seasons? seasons? Oh, I, I right got to catch up now. So how yeah, many so it's a good show. You know, it's something that you can, you know, you're not going to binge right. watch in just one weekend. So definitely check it out. Good show. Okay. All right. I have a couple things to touch on now that I feel a little <laughs> tired, and I will be brief about each one. Have any of you heard of the show Mindhunter no. on Netflix? I have heard of it. There, there is a petition out to get a season three rolling. Go sign it. Please go sign it. That show was absolutely one of my favorite shows of all time. It basically, it's based on true events, follows this FBI agent that goes around and, um, the country and interviews all of these notorious serial killers. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, it's actually rooted in a lot of truth. Um, and the name of the people in the show like the characters are real people in real life he wrote a book what? i'm looking so for the very interesting now. <laughs> um i am currently right now watching the show you with penn okay. badgley season three just came out i'm hearing really really negative reviews about this season i'm not uh, i'm only like episode three and then i know something else came out too so i can't really speak to this um right now but that's what i'm hearing from a lot of people that they did not like i won't break it for you like i won't season. mess it up for you because i did watch yeah it's two Don't. parts I it's will two parts i personally really liked it because it goes you know just a continuation of his life i i think you're gonna like it right yeah i usually can appreciate stuff mm-hmm. like that i think very deeply into it so like i get very into the storyline Final one I'm going to touch on because I just watched it last night is the movie The Whale with uh, it was Brendan Fraser's big comeback. Brendan Fraser, the Mummy. If you don't know, now you know. Um, that movie, first of all, just finally came out on like Roku to be able to like watch on TV. It was in the movies, I guess. I hadn't heard about it. He won a SAG award for it, um, so we bought it, and now we own it. And I'm glad we do because this movie. I, I don't know what came over me, but this was the most devastating movie I've ever seen in my entire life to the point where I was like reeling for like a while after we ended the movie. It just it ended in such a like devastatingly perfect way, like all just like down to the last like second down to the music and the credit, like all of it, all of it. So if you have a chance to watch this movie, go watch it. And if you have watched it, like reach out because I'd love to hear your opinion on it and how you react sure. to it. Um, what about you, Mike? <laughs> so, just so I'm keeping track here, scorecard. Yep. Manifest is on Netflix. Yes. Mindhunter on Netflix. Yes. Uh, I, one of the things I've been watching, and I don't know if you've been following this, is that Murdoch trial, the Murdoch murders. I just itself. started that. I'm right. halfway through the first episode, so I have, I have not. But I, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's on my watch list. Very crazy. It's very right. So for those that don't know, this predominant lawyer down south is accused of shooting his wife and his son, right? But And it doesn't end there, right? Because building up to that, it's crazy how It didn't even be in there. That's, like, right. the crazy part. It's, like, there's, there's so There's a boat much. accident. There's, like, the, the kids got issues. The kids got problems. The, the family's well-connected. They sweep things under the rug. There's a, there's a boat accident. Someone gets – a bunch of kids get killed, and uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy story. It's a, it's a, it's on Netflix. It's like only four episodes. It's very good. We watched it. You know, we watched it the other night. It was uh, fantastic. 
it's just it's just a great story. I uh, tried watching The Last of Us on HBO. Uh, apocalyptic zombies, fungus type of thing. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, I'm a Walking Dead fan, so it was a lot like a Walking Dead type of thing. Um, what else? Game of Thrones, you can always throw that always. back on there. Always. Do a little Game of Thrones action. Uh, I've been watching Picard on Paramount Plus because I'm a Star Trek fan. Uh, Captain Picard, uh, next generation captain on the Starship Enterprise, right? I feel like that's the it. first like not dark um, show or movie that any of us have brought up. Oh, the Star Wars. I know today. the difference. I just didn't know which one. Today, Star Wars, Mandalorian comes out. We got to watch all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Lots to do. You know, you just can't get one streaming service. Right? There's nothing on TV anymore, so you got to get streaming services. But uh, yeah. that, you know, that's what we're watching, everybody. So if you're listening and you have things you want us to give a shot, you know, we'll try it. You know, we run a pretty wide gamut of uh, yeah. stuff we like to watch. But uh, that's awesome. Uh, this week on the podcast, we've got Mr. David Richardson. He is a uh, middle school shop teacher right uh, he teaches his trades to a middle school down in north carolina uh he is a huge proponent of uh teaching the trades to the younger generation you know we talk a lot here at abc and gci about getting into the high schools and talking to high school students but some schools down south are going even younger sixth grade seventh grade eighth grade and he's done a great job with quite a few students uh so we will listen to him Welcome all of our listeners to the podcast. We have David Richardson from West Lincoln Middle School out in the Valley, North Carolina. Did I say that correct? Well, Lincolnton. Yeah, Lincolnton area. Lincolnton area. Okay, perfect. Hi, David. How are you doing today? Great. Great to see you. Great to see you as well. So we want to hear about you, David, how you got into teaching technology uh, for middle schoolers and also just teaching in general after working for Corning Inc., So just a quick disclaimer for our listeners who do not know, Corning Inc. is a material science technology and innovation company that accelerates and transforms life sciences, mobile consumer electronics, optical optical communications, and display and automotive markets. So sounds like a really cool company, right? A lot of innovative things. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we want to to hear about your journey and how you became Mr. Richardson. Well, um... Yeah, I was with them about 10 years, and uh, the industry was doing tremendously well. About 2001, there was a downturn in the industry, so um, we had really made a lot of product uh, over quite a few years, and then our market kind of dried up, and uh, so they started laying off a bunch of people, and I was one of those people. And uh, I worked construction um, as just a... Day, day contractor, I'd go help people do various things, um, pour concrete, metal building, installation, wiring, whatever it was, and uh, picked up a job as a school teacher and, um, and moved into career and technical education. So I've been a CTE teacher for about 20 years, I think just my 20th year, and I've taught a variety of uh, different subjects in career and tech, and uh, I think one of the most exciting you know, is the construction Uh, area and it is you know it's a technology structures or technology all the information and the design Uh, we we think of our you know architects and project engineers and they but it really goes all the way down to just carpentry you know sawing lumber measuring all these things are forms of technology as well and these 
these ha these are hands-on technologies, and they're they're learning. You you move when you learn them, and, and students just love this stuff. Absolutely, um, sounds like a lot of hands-on and interactive, you know, technologies happening and educational pedagogies, right? Yeah. I love educational pedagogies, and I love the hands-on approach. Super important for our kids. Seems like you're getting it. Um, on your LinkedIn profile, it states that you are the founder of Trades Over Grades, right? It's kind of like yeah. a pilot program. Can you tell us a little bit more about Trades Over Grades? Well, now, Trades Over Grades is kind of what I do outside of the school's time. So uh, I talk with people. Uh, I speak. I work with different groups. Um, it could be statewide. It could be local groups um, about how do we change the, the education culture, um, how do we change what's taught in the schools? And what are we focusing on? So right now, a lot of our focus is really on educational data. You know, we, we teach kids all year, and then they take a standardized test at the end of the year, and that creates data, and then we track that data. And I don't think that's very successful. From my standpoint, I want to create uh, kind of successful students. And what is a successful student? Well, that's somebody that has a skill set. That's somebody that was able to learn the basics that they need to be successful. So, and a lot of times, you know, taking tests and having grades doesn't really even factor into that. Um, and that's why I focus a lot more on trades um, and the success that those trades bring rather than just having grades. And, and I think we're... You know, I work with a lot of people, and I'm on LinkedIn and we, across the nation. And I think we're seeing a real shift, starting to see this shift taking place. Um, the, the culture, the education culture still wants to stay in, in their current policy. And it's a one-size-fits-all policy. And, of course, mm -hmm. you know what it is. It's, you know, everybody goes to college. Um, and, if, you know, if you're not college material, then, you know, and back when I was in school, you were – you were considered the slow learners, and we put the slow learners into vocational tech programs, and that's kind of where a lot of the stigma came from, and that stigma is still out there today, um, but it, but it's not it's not true, and that that that's that's again something that we're working to 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 change. Absolutely, and I'm sure you know it seems like you're going down the right path, and it's definitely going to change. There's a lot of um, that stigma is changing, right? We're learning that the trades hands-on is the future, right? Right. Um, so can you take us just, a, you know, through your day-by-day -day of the trades over grades? So what do the, the students do? Just take us kind of like if, if you were taking us through the shop. Yeah, now, like I said, so our sixth graders, um, we focus on the basics, really the basics. Again, it's uh, uh, tape measure. We do a lot of measurement exercises we actually measure lumber to determine you know what's a two before versus a two to six or a one before because a lot of these kids have never seen any of this stuff before right. uh, we we uh, will drive 70 or 80 pounds of nails just driving nails and uh, again hammer control nail control how to be successful doing that um then we we move over to uh, get measuring again and using a square to square off our lumber, and then we pick up a handsaw and we cut. And we'll spend quite a few days just cutting lumber. Um, and then eventually we get to the point where we lay off, we'll frame a small section of, of wall, 
And we'll do some basic wiring. So we'll study some wiring principles and some materials and tools and wiring. And eventually we'll wire our wall and uh, put some outlets in it and a light switch and a, and a socket. And uh, at the end of the semester, they've built a small wall. Uh, and they can turn the light switch on and off and turn the bulb, you know, turn the bulb on and off. So, and that's what we do in the sixth grade. Seventh grade and eighth grades, we kind of look to do more project stuff. We also look at some careers. You know, if you're going to be in a particular career, what's the type of education that you need? Now, I'm not against college. Don't get me wrong. But not everybody has to go college. If you're going to be an architect, okay, I understand. Or an electrical engineer, yeah, you may need some college. But a lot of times, maybe it's a two-year degree. Maybe it's an apprenticeship. Maybe it's several credentials that you put together. Um, and, and we need to, uh, you know, we need to have the parents and the community, uh, as well as our employers, able to put all these different different ways to become successful together. And that's kind of what we look at in the class. You know, if you're wanting to be working on this level, can you get all that training in high school or do you need some post-secondary education? Uh, so that's kind of what we focus more on in, in, this, in the seventh and eighth grade. Wow. A lot of great stuff happening. So this pilot program, do you see yourself you know, do you, do you see it expanding? Do you see it expanding across? Like, is your, you know, your goal to keep it within just your school system, your public school system? Or do, or do you want that to expand to other states, other towns? Yeah, like I said, I think, you know, if we can use this as a model, I think we yeah. can put it in other schools. Um, and I think, and, and really, and it, this model could be used for manufacturing. So if you're you're in an area which we have a lot of manufacturing in our area, in our area, but we also have a lot of construction. So, mm -hmm. so the model could be used in, in many different uh, any many different industries. Now, one of the things I try to do is is I try to provide um, uh, the industry, such as construction, with with uh, with a lot of input, and they've been. They've done great. They've basically donated everything that I need. All my tools, all my supplies get donated because the industry sees that you know they need the workers. They need this what I'm doing, and uh, so they're they're willing to meet me halfway. And and that's kind of what we need to do across across the board. We could even do that in manufacturing, where where we're starting to train some of these students, and uh, I think the manufacturers would give us some of the tools and equipment that we need. And uh, again, so there, like you said, we can we can not only expand it across the, the state or the country, but we can also do it with different industries as well. Uh, and I think I think the middle school's the place to start to start a lot of this stuff. Um, so that that's really what has you know being in Corning, I'm 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 hiring and firing people. Well, I hate to say that, but anyway, you know, <laughs> 25 years ago, I'm like. Why am I hiring these people that can't follow directions? Sure. That can't read a tape measure, that can't do basic troubleshooting. You know, that's 25 and 30 years ago, and we have not got better. Matter of fact, we've gotten worse. So that's kind of what started this, you know, quite a number of years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say I work for a construction institute, you know, educational institute, and I probably cannot 
I can do, you know, the, the easier tape measure, you know, measuring mm -hmm. like the halves, but when it gets into like the, the five eighths and the quarters, it gets a little complicated. So I'm definitely part of that group. Hopefully I um, can get some training from some of our teachers here. Right, right, yes. <laughs> Absolutely, and I have just, uh, you know, what would you say is the best advice for anyone in the construction world that would like to start a similar program, Cough, Cough, ABC Mass, GCI, Google Construction Institute? <laughs> well, I will say this. I feel that employers such as, you know, ABC and, and as well as manufacturer employers, you know, for, for many years, I think the employers have come into the public schools and wanted to start uh, some type of program in the public schools, but the public schools, we haven't met their expectations. We haven't mm -hmm. given them a return on the investment, okay? And, and after two or three years, they just quit because they're, they're providing, uh, they're taking employees off the job, they're taking managers off the job. They're bringing in resources, and, and they're not getting anything back. And, and, and so that's where the education culture kind of has to change. So, mm -hmm. so it's not just uh, construction employers or the construction industry needs to change, but there's also a change that has to happen inside of education to where we're willing to meet you, construction industry, on a one-to-one a -one playing field to where, and see, when we start providing y'all a benefit, then y'all are going to start helping us more. Sure. Okay, and so that's what, that would be my message to, you know, the construction industry is to get in here and to find these students that, that or rather these teachers that want to, that want to pursue this. Also, we need to work with parents and community members. So a lot of parents and a lot of community members don't understand these great opportunities and the trades that are out there. And they don't understand that these opportunities for learning could start in elementary school and middle school. Right. So, so a, lot of, a lot of the education, it, it's not the student, but it's the parent and the community members. I think you're right. I don't think... And then under my son's middle school, they had like a, a shop class anymore where they do any of that type of stuff. Right. Right. So, right. so I don't think they even, I don't think they go anything anywhere near No, that. and we've taken that out because we're focusing more and more on everybody goes to college. Right. Yeah. And we've taken that stuff out. So the parents and the community are the one that need, are the drivers, if you will. Okay, so teachers, we can't change it from the inside because the culture's, the culture's not going our way. So, so the legislatures can change it. Legislators, school boards can help that change. But the parents and the people in the community will be the quickest way to get this changed. Now, this is the second year you've done this. So last year you had 6th, 7th, and 8th, right? This year you have... Last year I had just 6th uh, graders, and now we've added the 7th and 8th to that. We're so picked, yeah, we're so going to have an eighth grade to go along. So, so it's gaining, and the reason it is because there's the student interest. Want they? Hey, that's great. I want to do that too. And then, yeah. um, did, did the did the school year at? Did they have to invest in some of the shop equipment? And were they okay with doing that? Or was it was already there. Well, no, I've had everything donated. Excellent. By, by, by local construction people, because you know, I told them here's what I'm going to do, and they believed that I was going to do it. 
So all my wire strippers, all my hand saws, all my wire, all my nails, I get nails, lumber's donated, everything's donated. And then uh, with the stuff that you build, you said like you build, uh, do, do you do anything, once you build a, like a frame out of a little miniature house or whatever, what do you guys, do you just tear it all down and reuse the same wood? What do you guys do with all the right. Yeah, I tear, I tear it down and next year we cut it up. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Use it for you know practice with hand saws and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything is reused. Yeah, you wonder if like the students go home and they say you know so, some of the students might go home and say to their parents, "Listen, I got to use a hand mm-hmm. saw today. I, I made, I cut something. I made something. Oh, it's all look. They want to take the pieces of wood home with them. <laughs> and they, can I take this? You can take that home. And they, yeah. you know, they don't want to take a test home. But look, I cut this piece of wood today. Yeah. Because they, they, they're proud of it, right? They want to yes. show, you know, yeah. they, they, they like that. I think, I think it's great that you're doing such a, an amazing job with the younger. And then hopefully, you know, when, once they get through your program and they leave, you know, eighth grade, do they, is there like a vocational school down there they can go to and they already have an introduction? Well, there is, a, there, like I said, we do have an 11th and a 12th grade, and they've just added a 10th grade um, section for, for, like I said, there is a concentrator school, if you will, in the in town. Um and uh, uh, but hopefully we can put some more in between these grades and the other grades. And really, I would love to see somebody by the time you're 16 and a half or 17, you leave the school and you should, you just go apprentice somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That that would be amazing. Yeah. Why Why are uh, you still at school when you? If I start you with the skills now and you get all the skills that you need, then by the time yeah. you're 16 and a half or 17, you just leave the school and you go apprentice somewhere. Oh, that's amazing! Like a co-op program. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, and like I said, it's a cultural thing. You've got to get the people, the companies, the outside of it. Like you said, the communities, the the school board to really get behind it. But right. I'm sure you know you hear so many schools cutting classes like music right. and gym or phys ed, or mm-hmm. you know they're so worried about all your testing, right? Yeah. Especially in Massachusetts, at least they're so worried about taking that big test and passing the test every year and so the school gets his accreditation and gets the funding but they forgot about the students that might need a shop class or a you know culinary class or a mm-hmm. you know balance your checkbook class but some real life skills right and that's what important. we need to focus on and, and when i was working for corning so I, at that time i was in the world's largest plant that made fiber optic telecommunications cables and i was hiring people and I never ask anybody, hey, did you pass all those tests at the end of the year? Yeah. It didn't matter. Right. Can you read a tape yep. measure? Can yep. you troubleshoot a problem? Yep. You know, you don't have to bring everything to me to babysit you. I, I'm hiring you to do your job, yep. and, and you got to have some skills. But we're not teaching those skills anymore, especially in, in, our, in our high schools. And have you seen some of the students, you know, maybe maybe the students at the very beginning that were having a tough time understanding what they were trying to do, and then all of a sudden you saw like a light switch go off, like, I can do this now. Like you see someone that's really got a, a nap for, 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 for like reading a tape measure and, you know, framing, right? Someone oh, yeah, yeah, around. that's exactly right. And I tell all my students, I said, some of you will like my class and some of you will not like my class. Yeah. And both of those answers are great. If you like my class, you stay in it. If you don't like it, then you know to look for something else that you're interested in. Because a lot of our kids, they graduate high school, they don't know what they like. They don't know if they like something or if they don't like something. But they tried it, right? So that's... Yeah. It's a good answer. All right, so last fun question, David. What would you tell your 12-year-old self, knowing what you know now, 
and doing what you do now, what would you tell yourself? Well, <clears throat> I hate to say this, and, and I've told it to several people, you know, and it's like Mark Twain said, he had a statement said, yeah, I went to school once and it took me years to get over it. And here's what we're doing for our for students that don't fit in to a standardized test model. Those students, they think they're substandard. Yeah. Look, my my peers are just reading all these books and they're doing great on all these tests and I don't like to read books and I don't yeah. like to take tests. What's wrong with me? Well, there's nothing wrong with you. It's our, it's our policy where everybody has to go to college. It's like Mark Twain said, it took me years to get over it. That's really what it took me many years to get over. I, just, I thought it was me. I thought I was the problem back when I went to school. But it turns out it was the model. You know, our, students and our, our students and our schools are not failures, but our policy is. Absolutely. And, and we've got to get, and I call it learner-centered centered education what we got to figure out what our learners want to learn and help them to learn that and a lot of them don't want to sit down and take notes and take a test at the end of the year to see if they're going to college but and that's that's where there's where the disconnect comes from it just sounds, fit me. sounds a lot like montessori style teaching right where they help the, the student be more of themselves that's right. And then, you know, they'll kind of find their way in the world, right? That's right. That's 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 one way to look at it. There's there's several different ways out there, and that's one of them. But um, like I said, you can still do it in a public school environment. But um, you know, you you basically got to figure out what does what's what are the what's the 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 abilities? What can that kid mm-hmm. do? What are their interests? And then help them learn. I, I think what you're doing is amazing. I, I'm sure the students. Appreciate you so much down there. I said, as a parent of someone that was in middle school a couple of years ago, that you know, if my son had gone there, and you know, I think my son is, um, you know, could have could have used some of that, some exposure to that because I was never around it. I couldn't teach him how to frame or how to nail things together, or you know, I, I just don't. I never did that. You know, my father was an electrician, and I should have paid attention when I was younger. You know, I should have been my father, but I, like like most kids, you know, mom said, "Nah, that's that's not for you. You're going to go to college." And I was, I should have been. I should have paid attention. Well, and, and, and again, that that's that has has been the the statement. You want you want your you know it's kind of like the guidance counselors when they talk to everybody. You want your kids to be successful, don't you? You know, and the parents shakes yeah. their head up <laughs> down. Well, they have to go to college, and, and so we've been told that we've been sold that over and over again, and it just has not been true. I, I said I think it's amazing. Uh, but I think that's fantastic. And now we're going to move on to uh, Allison Jackson in the lightning round. It's everyone's favorite part of the podcast, right? We're going to ask Dave 10 rapid-fire questions. Allison does a fantastic job. She does a great job with the questions. So take it away, Allison. Yeah, well, Ready, Dave? All right. What's your favorite type My of favorite sandwich? favorite type of sandwich. Uh, anything that has hamburger on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Awesome. Yeah. Great choice. If you could choose one movie to watch for the rest of your life, what would it be? I don't be? watch movies. Yeah. Interesting. Hot take. Um, do you no. read books? What do you do for entertainment, uh, if anything? I tear Some down barns and uh, stuff like that and then repurpose that stuff, and then I build sheds and stuff around. So I just 
have a I have ADHD. So I don't sit. I can't sit down. So I, you know, I'm, I can't sit still long enough to watch a movie. And and I'm sure there's plenty of those old barns in North Carolina. Oh yeah, everywhere. Yes. It's a far more productive yes. thing to do than watching a movie. I'd say. Um, okay, what did you eat for a breakfast? A liver mush sandwich every morning. If a movie was made of your life, who would play you? Now, I know you don't watch movies, so if you don't have somebody in mind, that's totally okay. Yeah, that, I wouldn't have financed that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick someone like, you tell, you tell, say like Brad Pitt, right? So you tell your students tomorrow, you say, listen, they asked me on the podcast who would play me in a movie, and I told them Brad Pitt, and the class might laugh, they might, or they might, you know, they... Whatever, right? Why can't Brad Pitt play you? Why not? I say yes. All right. Um, where did you last travel to? Mm. Yeah, I don't really travel anywhere. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't really go on vacation. Then. North Carolina is a big state. Yeah, it's a beautiful beach. It's a, Good beach and mountains. Beautiful. That's basically it. Yeah, no big beautiful, no beautiful state. Plans. Cool. What's one feature you'd want in your dream home? Dream home. Uh, the one fun feature. Hmm, that's interesting. I like a lot of stuff. Um, probably like a, uh, just like a slide park, you know, a water slide. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that's very cool. Do you believe in ghosts? Nah. If you had a time machine, would you go back in time or into the future? Uh, I'd go back in time. Where? Uh, Probably when? back. Okay. I, I really like, and I've, I do a lot of history stuff, and I, lo- I collect a lot of historical farm pieces. And, and I really like you know, the 1820s up to about the 1850s. All right. Very cool. Are you a cat person dog. or a dog person? <laughs> All right. Would you rather be a superhero or the world's best chef? Oh, I sure do like to eat. Um, <laughs> Me too. Southern comfort food. I guess I'd just be a chef. <laughs> just I—that's yeah, my I choice. Like mm. I'll save myself and make all the right. meals that I want. <laughs> okay, last question: What is the best coffee in North the Carolina? Best coffee. Uh, I don't drink coffee, so. All right, there you, there you have it. That's it. Uh, Dave, are you a NASCAR fan? Yeah, 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 I do watch some. I don't watch it as much as I used to, but, um, you know, back back a long t- time ago, we would go to the smaller tracks, which North Wilkesboro, they're bringing that one back on. Rockingham was a great little track. Uh, of course, you know, you got Bristol and Martinsville, but, yeah, I, I like the smaller tracks um, where the driver can really control more of the outcome from you know pushing people out of the way. <laughs> How about uh, all right, favorite driver? Who's your favorite driver? Uh, well, it was Earnhardt in the past. I really like Elliot now. Um, I think he's got a, a pretty good personality. I think he represents the sport pretty well. You can pretty well count on him being a positive figure. Do you feel really old knowing that you may have followed his dad back in the day? Yeah, really old. Yeah, I am really old. But, I mean, like, it doesn't seem like that long ago Bill Elliott was driving around, right? Now, no. all of a sudden, his kid's old enough to yeah, race. Yeah, that's like, exactly right. Wow. No, I remember, you know, 86 and all. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. 
But I mean, you're you're in that you're in the heart of NASCAR country down there. That's yes. That's, I like to say, you know, Hickory has you know has a, a, a three tenths mile track, and and a lot yep. of people started in Hickory back in the sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a lot of racing up here in New England. They don't do a lot of that up here. This well, it's it's, it's, it's kind of tough unless you got you know studded tires and things like that to race on the ice. <laughs> it's no it's no last night. It's. We were supposed to get slammed with four to six inches last night, but I think the weatherman got it wrong. It's a, it's a wet wet roads, but okay, yeah. We appreciate you having on. What you're doing is amazing. I think that the uh, the culture that is down there, those kids are lucky to have you. Those students, I'm sure they'll remember you forever and all this stuff. The trades that you're teaching them are great, and um, keep doing what you're doing. And thanks for for being on with us today. Well, I sure do appreciate the opportunity, and thank you for your time. We loved having Dave Richardson on. It was a fantastic interview. We learned a bunch. He's, an, he's such a nice guy. Uh, the students, I think, are going to appreciate him so much. He's really doing a great job. He firmly believes in getting the students that experience, um, whether it be swinging a hammer, driving nails, cutting a two-by-four. Uh, he knows how important uh, what he's teaching is, is so important. He, he understands that. So, uh, Allison, what do we got for upcoming training? March, we have a couple really good trainings lined up for you guys. So we have hot work, safety certification for Massachusetts. This is an in-person class. It's going to be at the ABC GCI Woburn office March 8th. If you're not able to make that date, we have an online version of that course um, that you can take anywhere, anytime, 24-7, and then you get your certification sent right to you. It should take you about three, three and a half hours, just like the regular class. Um, so if you have any questions about that, please feel free to reach out to me or any one of us, and we will get you that information. And then on March 11th, we have a Hoist 1C2A prep for exam. Make sure that you sign up for that if you are planning to take your Hoist 1C2A exam anytime soon. Also going to be at the ABC GCI Woburn office. And then to start off Distracted Driver Awareness Month, we're going to have a brand new class, Distracted Driver. It's going to tell you all the tips and tricks that you'll need to kind of fine-tune your driving experience. It's going to be a really great one. That's going to be April 3rd, again, at the ABC GCI Woburn office. You can check out all of those classes and the rest of the trainings that we have coming up through June 2023 at gwgci.org forward slash events. And we are going to continue with our latest segment called Now the News. Uh, for those that don't know, Charlie Chippio puts together a newsletter every week and sends it out. Check your email. So we just kind of will talk a bit about what's in the news. But uh, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie's Charlie. great. Does a great job. Uh, first thing we want to talk about is that if you're considering uh, exhibiting at the Metro Southwest Trade and Construction Expo, which is taking place on April 6th from 8 to 2 p.m. over in Marlboro, Massachusetts, if you're an ABC member and you want to participate, uh, we'd love to have you. You can reach out to Steve Sullivan, steve at abcma.org. Uh, it's going to give you a chance to talk with high school seniors who are looking to explore careers in construction via a series of interactive activities and connecting students with employers. So if you would like to be involved, reach out to Steve. We would love to have a bunch of ABC members there to participate. There's going to be trucks. There's going to be dirt. There's going to be equipment there. It gives you a chance to highlight your company uh, and maybe draw in and teach seniors, high school seniors in that area uh, about your company. I also want to talk a bit about the Northeast Hardscape Expo taking place on March 22nd out of the Eastern States Exposition. Uh, we are able to get some free tickets for that, so if you would like to go, reach out to uh, any of the ABC staff here. We'll figure out how to get those tickets to you. 
Uh, we've got some great events coming up. Uh, we have Meet the Generals coming up Thursday, April 6th from 5 to 8. Uh, please RSVP out to carol at abcma.org. We've got Student Appreciation Night. Allison and Diane have been killing it, getting stuff together for that. It's, it's going to be an amazing night. Last year was amazing. Uh, it's Thursday, May 18th, 3.30 to 10, out at Polar Park in Worcester. Skilled so Trades Partners is also the main sponsor for that event. Thank you, Skilled Trades Partners, for not only being our presenting partner, but being the main sponsor for a Student Appreciation Night. Thank you yep. so much. And then Notch Mechanical Constructors, they are the one of a few swag bag sponsors so we have a few more available and other sponsorships check out the website if you would like to get one of those sponsorships and that's so again skill trades partners we can't say it enough the email goes out within seconds you get an email back they want to participate they're in that's what it's all about being part of the uh you know abc mass and, and the gci family they step up and take care of the main event sponsors so again thanks to them they're pretty awesome uh we've got um and PHCC is this week. So if you're looking to go to the uh, PHCC show out in Marlboro, same thing. It's going to be amazing. Come see us. We'll have a booth set up. Uh, it's a great show, great way to network, meet some people. Uh, Allison's done a fantastic job getting uh, stuff together to give out for that. We'll have the prize wheel. It's going to be an amazing time. But uh, Saturday, March 4th. And it, lots going on in March as uh, we celebrate women in construction. Some people celebrate it as a week. We're going to celebrate it all month. So we've got some great guests coming on some women involved in the construction industry, so stand by and stay tuned. Uh, lots of great guests coming up, some uh, uh, very interesting guests of children's book authors. We've got people involved in the trades, some membership, member news. It's going to be great. And if you know anybody that you think would be a great guest, send us a lead. We would love to have them on. We really want to have kind of a really nice variety of guests on here so we can talk about a really wide variety of things get lots of really great perspectives in terms of the construction industry so if you know anyone you know of anyone shoot mike an email shoot one of us an email we would love to get to know some more people be sure to follow us on instagram at abc gci coffee break be sure to rate us five stars on all the places that you listen to podcasts follow us subscribe all that good stuff Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you all next week. 